Introducing the Joy of Learning Tech Corner. Have you ever wondered which to use, Slack or Microsoft Teams? Or what are some of the different messaging platforms that are helpful when working from home during COVID-19? What are some ways to manage working from home more effectively? Or what does the future look like when it comes to working from home? These are some of the questions that are sandwiched in this interview with Hannah. Hannah is a software engineer. And of course, in her role, she has been working from home with three children too, for three plus years. Her insights are invaluable. And I hope that you find value in what is shared during this interview today. Hannah Ludicky is a military spouse, a professional software developer, and a mom of three boys. Hannah has experience working in an office, staying at home with young kids, and working from home full-time. She is currently the chief developer for a startup data center monitoring platform called Critical Labs. Well, welcome to the Joy of Learning podcast. I am so excited to have Hannah with us today. Hannah is a software developer, and I really believe what she has to share as it pertains to, first of all, being a professional, also being a mother. In addition to that, working from home, I believe, for several years. So not just because the pandemic began, but this is something that she has been doing and I think her insights will be incredibly valuable. So welcome, Hannah. I'm so happy to have you here today. Thanks for having me, Joy. (laughs) I really appreciate it. Yes, and so we know that there's this incredible, a lot of people, incredible transition. A lot of people are moving, whether from their original workplaces into the home And so, but you've been doing this for quite some time and you've been doing it as a software engineer and so, or software developer. So could you tell us more about your role? Yeah. So uh, as a software developer or engineer, I mean, they're basically the same thing. Uh, I built web applications actually. So when you get, you know, open a browser like Facebook or something that has all the interactive buttons and things and like you know, productivity apps, things like that. I build those. So I know all the technology behind it and I construct them and I basically publish them. And um, currently I'm working on a data center monitoring platform. So it's mm-hmm. not very, it's kind of, <laughs> it's not very exciting. It's, I mean, it's, it's pretty cool, but uh, yeah. So I just, I make all of the components work. So when you click a button on a web page, and I'm not just the ones with text, but the ones that are really interactive that let you do things, that's, that's largely what I do. So. Wow. And that's incredible. And, and you're working right now for a startup. And is, yes. And does that startup have a certain, um, I guess I would say area that it focuses on? Yes. So we specifically are making a monitoring application. If you think about what powers the web is a whole bunch of data centers all over the world with these big giant racks of servers and equipment, there's batteries and power and all kinds of crazy stuff that keeps these machines running, that keeps the internet powered. Mm -hmm. And our software monitors those big equipments and makes sure everything's running smoothly. 
So like if you, if you go to Target or, you know, anywhere and like the credit card machines down, it's probably because an equipment somewhere in a data center went down and everything crashed and everything shut down. And so our, our system actually monitors that, lets people know ahead of time and helps you be able, and it, it's, it's on the internet. So you don't have to be on site, which has kind of been how it's been okay. traditionally. So you can look anywhere from the world and see what's going on with your equipment to keep it running smoothly. That's actually pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty cool that it's pretty crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a whole different it's, world. It's a lot of no pressure. Things <laughs> <laughs> working, but it's good. Do you happen to get okay? So I'm thinking, do you happen to get calls in the middle of the night if there is something that is not um, functioning or a problem yeah. that you might encounter? Uh, it, it has happened. Fortunately, it doesn't happen very often anymore. We have a lot of our own systems that alert us and try to keep things running smoothly. But um, there have been a few times. I remember one time I was at church on a Sunday morning and it was mm -hmm. like, oh, this is down. And I had to like leave and like go figure it out. And it was, yeah. So definitely it's a kind of around the clock support. Luckily, like I said, we have a lot of automated systems that help us with it. So it's not terrible but it does happen wow that is actually really interesting to hear but you're sort of allowing the web in the world to keep functioning and so i see and so yeah and so now you're in technology and so in your your what sort of propelled you to take that route to go to in that direction of software development well um i had an interest in it when i was younger probably high school age. I think my grandma kind of let me do some HTML classes, which is, mm -hmm. uh, it was a on the internet. It was a tutorial at her house. And I remember learning about it and thinking it was super interesting. And um, I also, I think maybe I just, I really knew it was kind of an up and coming um, job to be in. And it was something that interested me. And when I met my husband, who's in the military, um, I kind of knew that maybe this was a good career path because working remote has kind of been an option for a really long time in software development. So I knew that that might work out. So it just seemed kind of like a good decision all around. Yes. And how, and you, you bring up that your husband is military. So you are a military spouse and we yes. know that, um, unfortunately many military spouses deal with unemployment. We know that that is yes. a reality. And I think what's really great to hear about your work and what you're doing is that flexibility. So if you are, yes. so if you are relocating to an area, it's possible that you can relocate with your work also? Yes, so I've actually worked for two different companies and one of them was a nationally very large, uh, like household name type of a company that allowed me to take my work with me remotely. Um, this new startup, you know, obviously isn't as big of a name, but it's the same story. We moved from Texas to North Carolina and I took about two weeks off to move to get every, everything situated because we all know how crazy that move is. And then really I just kept working. So that is really incredible. not much of an interruption at all. Yeah. I mean, or even just a break in between. That's really good to hear because I know that that's one of the things that comes up is sort of like when you're preparing to do a move or we call it a PCS, it's like, okay, you're preparing for that gap, right? That gap in employment. Yeah. But uh, yeah. that was, and it's a, go ahead. 
Oh, I was just going to say, it's just another thing you have to think about, you know, like, oh, are we going to, am I going to work at the next location? You know, what's our budget going to be? Even when you're house hunting or renting or whatever, that, that is a big unknown for a lot of spouses. And so it is really, really nice to be able to just know that it's going to work out and that you have, you have a plan ahead of time. Yes. And so we bring up working remotely. And so you've been at it for some time. And so one of the mm-hmm. questions that I wanted to just pose um, to you was what were one of the challenges of working remotely? What, what was one of your biggest challenges? Yeah, no, I think probably the biggest challenge is I know everybody's kind of complaining about isolation right now and like how they're not able to see people. And mm-hmm. I'm a bit of an extrovert. And so really, I don't see people face to face on a regular basis. If you work in an office, you know, you go in and you see, Mm -hmm. you can talk to people, you can collaborate, you can walk over to somebody's desk and ask them a Mm -hmm. question. And that's not really possible working remote. So that's, that's a bit of a challenge. Um, When we're trying to brainstorm new ideas as a startup, we're constantly evolving. And um, sometimes it's a little challenging to flesh out ideas in a group setting. Just with, te- I mean, it's it's possible with technology, but sometimes it's nice to be able to grab the marker from the white <laughs> for the whiteboard and just start drawing, you know. Yes. And you can't really do that uh, from a remote work uh, setting. So. Okay, and I, I think that's one of the the challenges, like you said, most people are facing right now, um, and sort of the the collaboration and there's a different dynamic that takes place yes um how were you able to sort of overcome that what suggestions would you have for us um, as we work remotely and figure out how to work with people in the same yes okay um well i would normally say if this was not coronavirus induced that get involved with other things like volunteering or going to church or some other social outlet. Cause that's really where I, you know, got a lot more social interaction. I can't get it as much during the week, but you know, on the weekends uh, or just hanging out with people, just making sure I get some social interaction is important. Mm-hmm. Um, with the coronavirus and with it being a little bit more restricted, I would say, you know, just, just talk to people like over video conference call, you know, especially if you have elderly people in your family or friend circle, like just regularly call people, take, take the time, take an hour, you know, every few days and just call up people that maybe you haven't talked to in a while and just Mm -hmm. make sure you're constantly keeping it, it, it. It's a, don't let isolation happen to you, you know, fight up against it, fight against it. it. Um, just make, make an effort, pick up the phone, pick up the zoom chat, schedule something, you know, even if it's, you know, even if you don't have a play date, say, you know, if you have kids, maybe you schedule a zoom date with someone else's kids. And so they can talk and chat. So, um, that, that's probably the best we can do for now, but just any social interaction that you can get, I think is important, even if it's not work related. Yes. Yes. I realized um, some joys that came out of today. It was Sunday and I was able to actually go um, to one of, uh, I can't remember what it I went to Starbucks and it was so nice and it was on the installation on the base and it was so nice to see someone I didn't see in a long time. And I'm like, ah, hey. Yeah. (laughs) So we, we ended up actually having some neighbors over last night. Okay. And out on the back deck, we all stayed distant yes. and we just, we didn't, we didn't meet inside. We met outside 
And then we kind of just had burgers out on the deck and then just went around the fire pit and just kind of, so it was kind of nice to be able to like say hi to somebody and spend time with people, but kind of try to keep our distance and stay responsible. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But, yeah. There's just something about connection um, with others yes. around yeah. people um, that really helps. And so, yeah. man, yes, I, I'm hearing you. I'm taking your pearls of wisdom <laughs> in regards to working remotely. Just really be intentional for social yes. interaction. Yes. Okay. It's very easily, it's very easy to get isolated when you're working from home because you're not naturally engaging with people. And we have collaboration and um, communication tools over the internet, obviously, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of them and we'll get to that, I think. But um, even with those communication tools, you kind of miss that face-to-face, -face, you know, that um, live interaction. So I think getting that, if you can't get that from work, you should definitely look at other that. options. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, wow. I mean, that, uh, those are some great points. And you bring up, I know we just sort of talked about it, but you brought up interactive tools. What yes. are your favorite interactive tools, technological tools that maybe I should consider utilizing or other people should actually consider utilizing when collaborating? Sure. Yeah. So obviously for uh, video chatting is becoming extremely popular. I think my grandparents are learning how to use video oh, chat. Sure. So I mean, we're talking like, it's very popular right now. Um, obviously, you know, we're doing Zoom today. Um, go to meeting. Uh, there's, there's a bunch of different ones, uh, both for working. Like um, Zoom is a little bit more like consumer grade, I feel like. And then there's a couple of ones that are more business oriented. They're, they're paid plans where you can schedule meetings and do things like that. Um, so, you know, video teleconferencing is helpful. Like we use it for our weekly meeting for our company. So everybody gets on and we talk about the week and stuff and we use video chatting for that largely. And that's about it. So I only have to dress up one day. <laughs> um, but for the rest of the week, we <laughs> yes. for the rest of the week, we usually use, uh, we're, our team uses Slack, which is, it's, it's a chat that, um, you can have different channels on it for different team, uh, communications. You can talk privately with people. You can have chats with lots of different people that are on specific topics based on what you're working on. Mm -hmm. Um, you can upload files. It has a lot of stuff for developers specifically mm -hmm. because it was made for developers. Uh, like we can do things like code sharing and stuff, which uh -huh. most people probably don't care about, <laughs> but, I love um, it. but it is a great tool, uh -huh. but it is a great tool. It lets you, it, it lets you search the history. So if you had a conversation three months ago or a year oh. ago or something, you can go look it up and you know, search for keywords and see, oh, what were we talking about? You know, you can go reference things and you can upload files and it keeps a history of all of those. Mm -hmm. And it has a lot of integrations with other technologies like Jiffy. Okay. You can do Jiffy on there. So you okay. can make little memes and stuff, which is fun. Um, so Slack, yeah, <laughs> I know the, the important things, the important yes. things. Um, but Slack has been around for several years now, so it's a pretty stable product. It does, I mean, it's free, I think, if you use it, uh, like it has, you can do like a, you can't search history if it's free, but if you need okay. to go back and like, so for businesses and stuff, it makes sense to do the paid plan. But if you're just for fun collaborating, there's okay. a free version. 
Um, I know Microsoft Teams is starting to kind of catch up in this space. I've used it a little bit. Um, okay. It's very similar. I'm pretty sure they like looked at Slack and they were like, how can we copy this? Because <laughs> it's very similar. Um, so there, there's a lot of uh, chat type collaboration tools that let you, I think Microsoft Teams might even have a video component. So okay. it might be like an all-in-one sort of a thing. Um, but I would say definitely on the digital communication front, there is a lot of, there are a lot of tools okay. out there. So. Okay, thank you for sharing that. And even, I'm even thinking you're bringing up just, again, you're a software developer, software engineer, and you know, I'm on this side and the education side. And so I work with um, students on the programming and coding side, um, particularly okay. with First Lego League and First Tech Challenge. And so okay. what sort of, what, I, I know we're sort of diverting conversation, but this is like applicable. And I'm sure I have some students that would love to just hear from you or, or what you would share. What encouragement would you have for um, students or young ladies, particularly, to um, get into the arena of technology? Yeah, so it is more creative than you think it is. Mm -hmm. I think the standard stereotypical software developer tends to be really introverted and doesn't want to talk to people. But I like, I really genuinely enjoy software development. Like it is very challenging. It's new every day. You have to find creative solutions to problems. You basically learn another language. So like, it's almost like learning French, but it's computer language. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just, it's really fun. If you love to problem solve and you love to um, if you love challenges, if you love, you know, if you, if you love doing logic puzzles and things like that, I mean, software development is a great field to be in. And yes, there are software developers that choose never to interact with the outside world. And it's possible in our career field, but it's not, it's not required. You know? yeah. There's a lot of, um, opportunities to be social and to, um, get to know your coworkers. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. not. I think it gets a bad rap sometimes because people yes. just imagine somebody hunched over their computer and <laughs> yeah. yes. but it's, it's much more than that. Um, I do, I have taken, so I kind of, while I do software development, I also do a lot of like design work, right? So mm -hmm. I develop the user interfaces. Mm -hmm. I, I do everything because I'm in a, you know, I'm in a startup, so I'm literally across the board, but um, I do enjoy like being able to design interactions for people because it helps me understand how people think and like, how do I make this easier for somebody? And it's a fun problem to solve and it's very creative and it requires you to think outside the box. Um, so I would say if you like, I, I honestly, if I wasn't going to do computer software, I was going to be a drama major. So, I mean, it's like, okay <laughs> to like consider <laughs> Uh, something a little more technical if that's, you know, what you're into. Like, I love to be creative and I, I think this is actually a pretty good outlet for it. So, yes. wow. Thank you so much for that insight. And so, yeah. I mean, it, it just, it's really encouraging because uh, we really spend a lot of time on the engineering and design process and right. pretty much uh, finding solutions and mm -hmm. just being a problem solver overall, it seems it benefits students period, right? Oh, yeah. And then sure. have that creative freedom. Anytime we think creativity, we're always thinking artistic or right. thinking music. And it's like, no, there's more to creativity. So, and you yeah. 
the forefront. Absolutely. Oh no, hundred percent. I, it is always fun. Like, well, there are days where it's rough for sure. I mean, that's normal, but most of the time, like I genuinely love to do my job because it requires me to be creative and it requires me to problem solve on a daily basis. So it's never boring. It's, and honestly, you know, if you're thinking about doing uh, computer development or comp any or any sort of uh, computer science mm -hmm. field, I mean, it's pretty like the demand is so high right now and I don't, I don't see it stopping. Yes. So like, you'll be fine as far as like pay and all those other things that, mm -hmm. you know, when you're thinking about picking a career field, this is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yes, you, you can do remote. You have the flexibility to be able to work remotely. It's in such high demand that I'm really not concerned if I were to ever lose my job. Like I'm, I know I could get another one. You know what I'm saying? So yes. it's, it's, it's a high demand career field that a lot of people are interested in. People are looking to hire in. So, I mean, it's just great all around. Yes. I, I highly recommend it. Yes. Oh, thank you, Hannah. And so yeah. you bring up, you've been working remotely, but you're also the mother of three beautiful boys. Oops, three beautiful boys. <laughs> and so in the midst of being a, you're working remotely and also you are a mother too um, and a wife. Of course, we have all these different roles that we have. So yep. has working remotely actually been beneficial as a mother or as a parent? I think it is very beneficial personally. Um, because one of the biggest benefits to working from home is, or working remote, I should say, because it doesn't have to be at home, but is the flexibility. Mm -hmm. Unless you're tied to a desk for a meeting or, you know, if you have like, if you're like a customer support rep and you have certain hours, you have to be at your desk, that's one thing. But I think for most people, you know, you can get your work done at any time of the day, or at least a good chunk of your work done. So, you know, even during this coronavirus thing, my kid, all three of my kids were home for about four weeks. And so I had to kind of get creative with my mm -hmm. scheduling and I would just get up at like six thirty, seven in the morning and knock out two or three hours of work before my kids got up. And then, you know, I could spend more time with them during the day mm -hmm. and then kind of just like kind of do things in chunks. But I was able to do that because I work remote. And um, I think even just the idea that you can take a break, go switch the laundry, go do the dish, you know, yes. <laughs> at work, you know, what do you do when you take a break? You go fill your coffee. You yes. might go chat with a coworker, you know, which yes. you do kind of don't get as much of with remote work, but you can get things done around the house, which is yes. so nice. And so I think um, it just makes my day more productive, more efficient. So I really, I really do think it's, it's good. Yeah. So you feel like there's increases in productivity, period when you're working remotely? I think so. Um, you know, I think it's one of Newton's laws where if something's in motion, it's gonna stay in motion or yes. if it's at rest, it wants to stay at rest. Yes. I think when you are able to continue to be productive during work, so even when you're working and then you take a break and you're able to like continue to be productive just in a different way, yeah. I feel like it kind of keeps the momentum up. Yeah. So like you just, you're just productive all day because you can just work go do something else productive that isn't work. So your brain's kind of resetting yeah. from whatever you yeah. were working on, but you're still active. Yes. So when you come back from your break, then you're ready to go. You know, you're not just like, Oh, I just had this conversation. What was I doing again? You know? yes. Yes. It's a little bit more 
um, it helps. I don't know. I, I just feel like it's good for focus. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. I know um, how long since March 13th we've been working remotely. And so in the midst of, or maybe a little bit later the next week, we started working remotely. So in the midst of working remotely, it's, I think, and having the, the two, my two children home, that's been a bit of a, a challenge. That's hard. Yes. yes. <laughs> that, that is the opposite of productivity, for sure. I'm talking like when everybody's at daycare. Yes. Yes. It's totally different when the kids are home. Yes. Yeah. And then it, it, I think it's just this really weird balance of having their their schoolwork to do. And then yes. I have my sessions, my teaching sessions to do while they have their schoolwork. And so, and then it's like, I still have, you still have lunch, you still have breakfast, like all of yeah. those things. And so of course, I don't think I've even had much time to be as creative as I want to be um, sure. in terms of creating sort of that schedule that works for sure. Us. And so, well, and I think for me, it wasn't so much as being creative and excited about doing a new schedule as much as it was, oh my gosh, I'm struggling to get eight hours in today. Like what, can, what do I, what needs to change here? Yeah. And so it was, you know, it, it's definitely, this has been fairly stressful and I think it's been stressful for everybody. Yeah. And so we're just finding what works, you know? Um, for me, like I said, it was getting up early. That was really helpful because then I can get a solid hour or two just before the kids are really waking up and needing everything I'm just like okay I can focus and get the get the day started off right um and you know I think it's just been like I I personally use screen time as a tool like I'm okay with them going off and doing I try to keep it educational yes but like letting them watch story bots for an hour or two <laughs> while I get some stuff done in the morning yeah. <laughs> and then we go outside and play for a little bit and like get lunch. And then, yes. you know, we kind of, we try to rotate around, but like, it is, it's a lot. Yes. It's a lot. Yes. So like, yes. you're not alone if you're feeling like this is yes. really stressful. <laughs> and then it's like, usually once we hit 12 o'clock after that period, it's like, Ooh, it go kind of goes downhill. And so, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> I guess we'll see how it goes and I'm just waiting for the end of the school year to sort of hit and then it gives me some time to reset but yeah yep. of course so I know oh, I understand yeah so you've had so many experiences right so you've been abroad you spent some time abroad um that's one of the ways that we've met and so yeah. <laughs> then you went back stateside and so you've moved around quite a bit so how has those experiences um, sort of contributed to where you are professionally, um, to where you are as a person, um, mother, just who Hannah is. How about that? How, how, has those, <laughs> how have those experiences contributed to who you are today? Yeah, no, I, I feel like it has made a rich tapestry of my life, a very diverse and very colorful tapestry. Yes. Uh, but honestly, uh, I actually didn't work at all in Italy. I was a stay-at-home mom for about three years, and mm -hmm. we had two children over there, and they were mm -hmm. toddlers, and I was just at home with them all the time. And uh, it was more difficult than I ever thought that it would be. Like, mm -hmm. being a stay-at-home mom is difficult, and mm -hmm. I just kudos to anybody who does it, because it is so hard. It's probably the hardest thing I've ever done. Mm -hmm. um, but I also learned, so when I, when I was staying at home, I wasn't able to work and I kind of thought my career was over a little bit, you know, I was just, 
you know, you kind of just think, okay, well, I'm going to take a break and go, you know, hang out with the kids and stuff. But the fact that we move around a lot and that opportunities present themselves, I think a lot more frequently with military spouses, just because we're changing so often. Um, I really kind of didn't, that didn't really happen to me. I, I stayed at home while we were overseas. It was, it was a requirement, some laws and stuff. Yes. But while I was there, I actually kept up with programming. I think I found that I tried a couple things. I tried a blog, some, you know, pattern development for knitting. Like there was just, you know, some hobby type things like, oh, can I, you know, make a living doing this? You know, the mm-hmm. internet boom. And I really learned that I hate blogging and I really <laughs> love software development. So it's like, blogging is actually really tedious. <laughs> Personally, like I find it very tedious, but I loved, like, I just wanted to build software to like do it for me. You know what I'm saying? So I learned a lot about myself because I really, I had that time to think about it. So I kept up with technology. I even feel like I got ahead of the curve because mm-hmm. I was just keeping up to date with things. And when you're working full time, it's not always easy to experiment and try new things. And since I had that time off, I was able to. Mm-hmm. So when I came back and this opportunity for the startup came up and I was like, oh yeah, you know, um, like I just felt very equipped and prepared for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was really, really a great thing. Yes. And so while it's been diverse, like I feel like it has been just, it's really been fun to try it. Like life is like a box of chocolates, right? Yes. I got to try all the chocolates. Yeah. Yeah. Like I haven't missed out on too many chocolates. So I, I am thankful for the opportunities I've had. And you just, you bring up something important. And I think um, many people can identify with military spouses can identify with too, is just using that time wisely in a way, wisely, but also giving yourself the space to sort of explore. So it, yes. it's clear that you've done that where it's like, okay, well, I'm going to give myself the space and maybe I can do this. Maybe I can do that. And you had that window of opportunity. So once you move yes. to that next location, you just sort of took off there. Pretty much. Um, yeah. It was a lot of introspection that, you know, I think if I had just been in the same place or just kind of had a job with a company, um, I may not have really considered Honestly, I think, you know, it's easy when you have stability to just kind of move forward and just kind of keep moving ahead. But with change, even though it can bring chaos and pain sometimes and frustration, it also brings so much opportunity. And so I've been really thankful for it. And I think if you, like I was saying before, you're intentional Mm -hmm. and you really do just take that time to figure out what you want to do, kind of like you take that time to call somebody Yes. Um, I think that's huge. Yes. Yes. Definitely being intentional. Not what I was planning for sure. If you had asked me in college, if that was how I was going to end up the way I was going to end up, I like totally had no idea, but I really do like think it's, it's pretty key to be able to like take time and evaluate where you're going. Yes. And you brought something up, so earlier you brought something up like when you were staying at home um, during that time and how it felt like in the midst of those moments, it felt like life was, not that it was over, but you're just like, like, where do I go from here? Um, I, I can honestly say I've experienced that too. It was just like, where does this lead? I, I, this is not what I'm expecting. These are great experiences here. 
but sort of where do I fall in the midst of all of this? And of where yeah. are some of my interests and how can I go for them in the midst of all, it's sort of the restrictions that are around. And so that that is something that I felt um, and it was more in And quite frankly, at times I still <laughs> feel that way. It's like, where does this go? I don't know. <laughs> But then, then we'll we sort of see, um, maybe later on down the line when we look back, we're like, oh, okay, I see. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, it's been a big unknown forever, like just being military, just being, honestly, technology's a big unknown. You never know what the next big thing's going to be. Like, yes. it just feels like one big pile of great unknowns. Yes. It's... So you speak of technology. I know we're really getting ahead into technology. Where do you see technology going at this point? Well, I think, you know, I know in terms of like the coronavirus and what's been going on with this, we're seeing kind of a massive adoption of uh, not just social media, but like productivity media digitally. Um, I think social media was kind of revolutionary, what, 10 years ago or so when it kind of really was brought on the scene and it most people are on it nowadays not everybody but it's got wide adoption particularly in the united states um i i see probably especially if this stretches out for any length of time i think people are going to start to see the value of being able to hopefully work from home even if it's not full-time maybe um save some gas you know stay home when you don't need to um I think, you know, these video chat platforms, um, like collaborative tools like Slack and Teams and stuff like that. I mean, they've always been kind of popular in the workforce, but uh, for, for certain companies and certain, you know, I think certain people have adopted them, but now we're starting to see like widespread adoption of these kinds of platforms. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me if we kind of had a revolution hmm. going kind of into this direction. I. You never know. I like this is a grand experiment for everybody. So I'm, we're talking very, very traditional employers that would never let their employees work from home are being forced to basically. So the, um, hopefully, people are kind of taking notes, starting to learn processes that uh, work with the remote environment because they're being forced into it, and that will carry on even after this is over, so that they can kind of provide that flexibility to their workers. I think there's been a big uh, shift, like people are wanting to work from home more. And I know that even before the coronavirus, I want to say, I saw a statistic, it was like 30 or 40% of the workforce at least work from home, like sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's pretty big. So now it just is like, it just feels like maybe this was a push that's going to just keep this going. Yes. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. It, it, sometimes it takes that one moment, right? for that adoption, that mass adoption to take place. And change is hard for a lot of people, especially if you have a traditional view of what work looks like. Yes. And see, and I think that has been a whole day. It's not necessarily that some industries can't work from home. Some can't, you know, policemen, firefighters, elementary school teachers, that one would be hard, you know, things <laughs> like that. <laughs> but um, there are a lot of industries that really can work from home. It's just, you know, maybe there's been a slow adoption because of what you said, people don't want to change. Yes. And they don't want to under, you know, but I, if they're having to change and they're having to 
develop these new processes and, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of make that switch, you know, I think it'll be all the easier to continue that into the future. So I think so too. We'll see. Yes. And I mean, and that conversation actually goes into, uh, again, most of my, who I've been speaking to recently, a lot of it has been like, okay, so what does this look like for teaching? You're going from this traditional platform to possibly virtual and digital platforms. And what does that look like? And I think that there's implications for schools um, in addition to the workforce. I did a poll. I just happened to do a poll in my class and just ask students in terms of what they thought about sort of working from the digital virtual platforms. And so um, there were some extremes that said, I like this, right? Not extremes, but on the two polar opposites. I really like this. Yes, keep this going. Um, on the other side, no, I want to be inside of the school. And then right yeah. there, most of them said, I really would like something that's blended. You know, and I found that to be really interesting, right? Because again, this paradigm we have of school is every day. And again, I have older students. So I have middle school, eighth graders, getting ready to head to high school. So I think that's a different perspective than elementary. But just to hear them sort of say, hey, I, I, I like this, but I want a little bit of the other. I want both. I think that's going to um, I, I believe it's implications for what can be in our education system. So I don't know. That's, but I you wouldn't know. doubt it. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, I mean, it's wow. I, I, I would have never guessed this time last year or even January, <laughs> January 1st. I would have never guessed we would be in such a pivotal moment right now. So, so yeah, it really did. It just happened like that. Yes. And yeah. It was, it's like, what happened? <laughs> what happened? Yeah. <laughs> so, and again, you've already said, I know I, I'm talking, <laughs> but you've already said that there's been adoption of it, but this is the yes. point where, hey, mass adoption, more people will say, oh, it's not as bad. Yeah. And I think based on kind of how this goes, I think that'll either spell you know, total adoption over here, or it'll be like, nope, this is not what we want to (laughs) do. I think it's going to go one of two ways based on kind of how these experiments go in every company and every school. And Mm -hmm. so we'll see. We'll see where where else it leads. And so here's my last question for you, Hannah. Um, Where, where do you see, I know, of course we cannot predict the future and we know we're, we're working through these small steps, but where do you see, um, yourself in about five to 10 years? I mean, if everything goes great, uh, the little startup I'm doing will take off and that will be really awesome because yeah. I'm one of the, I'm one of the, st- the shareholders in it. So, I mean, that would be amazing. Um, but honestly, you know, I don't have like strong goals. I've kind of learned against that a little bit being in the military and with things changing too much you know it's you you if you can't if you don't make anything too solid you're not disappointed you know what I'm saying um hopefully you know kids will be older a little wiser they'll be headed in the right direction like as far as just attitude and development and all that stuff and um you know I I don't see myself really going from software development anytime soon um I just really enjoy it Um, I don't know. So we'll see. I just, you know, I love to ride the technology. I love being at the front of it and seeing, you know, all the things that are coming out, even just with the work from home thing, you know, we've been doing this for years, you know, technology has, 
um, the technology sector. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's just kind of fun to see what the the thought leaders in our industry really talking about what they what they're um, what, what kind of is on the horizon. So I'm I'm more just kind of up to see see what's coming. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just kind of excited to. <laughs> I don't know. I don't try to think too far ahead as much, just more like, yeah. all right, what's next? Let's We're see what's up. And let's, let's enjoy it. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our first episode, our Tech Corner episode for The Joy of Learning. In this episode, I hope that you were able to gain value from what was discussed, whether or not you are an educator or a mother, or if you're someone who's just trying to figure out how does this look to work remotely or work from home. I would love to hear your feedback. And so if you're going to share feedback, please do so via email. Email me at info at takejoyandlearning.com.